That was Freddie Fitless theme music last week. Um, good evening, everybody. It is uh, Footy and Frothies on a Monday evening in uh, beautiful Western Sydney. Back again to discuss Origin. Uh, had a bit of a freshen up, a week off. Joined uh, uh, Dags here, joined by Barney, Ollie, and Trev. The full panel's on. How was uh, how's the Melbourne Cup week and Origin treated you, Bar? Yeah, mate, doing, um, yeah, absolutely flying. Um, slightly better than average, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a pretty good day. Got to play around in Sydney traffic for most of the day, which is always fun. <laughs> but then, yeah, come home and was stupid dad for a couple of hours with a little one. Now I've got a beer in my hand and we're about to talk footy, so it doesn't get much better. Yeah, life's all right. Trev, how have you been? What's going uh, on? Pretty awesome, mate. Can't complain. Everything's uh, doing well. Yep, um, you were part of the Western Sydney Academy, I believe, on the weekend. How had that all go? Yeah, mate, it was... Uh, the first training session uh, for the academy great turnout uh, mate like it was awesome uh, just great just to give back to kids who probably don't get the opportunity to be part of rep or development squads yep. and give them a bit of a taste of what it's like and what to expect so what's the uh, so the, essentially that's trying to run an elite level program for, for your, your kids that might miss in the top 20 and Give them a taste of it. Is that how? Is that the plan, or is it? Yeah, basically. Yeah, just, oh, cool. just for anyone, really, like yeah. for anyone. But yeah, it's, main ages are thirteen to eighteen. Okay, oh, awesome. Um, and Oliver's here as well. Yes, I am. Um, had a good day today. Uh, went for a walk with one of my mates around the Regatta Centre. We do that over Monday and. Um, tonight here at Footy and Froffy, so I'm feeling refreshed, energised and ready to go. Solid 6Ks there, all good work. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, it's better than nothing, I guess. Yes. Um, nice, eh? The carp out and about, you'd see them <laughs> as you go. <laughs> Alright, good silence. So um, we will kick off, I guess, with Origin. So Origin 1, the, I guess the uh, ambush was on from all reports. Thanks, me. Um, Queensland, yeah, I thought were the better team. More or less, um, we'll run through like we did for the grand final and probably go through the stats and we can all chime in as we go through. Um, yeah, like I said, I thought Queensland outplayed them essentially for a lot of it. Um, but do you want to start like you normally start? Yeah, so New South Wales 14 played Queensland 18, three tries apiece, 75% completion for New South Wales and 78% for Queensland. 36 out of 48 sets for New South Wales, played 32 out of 41. Uh, four line breaks to three to New South Wales, 31 tackle busts to 26, uh, 13 offloads to 11. Uh, we've got four dropouts were two to one to New South Wales, two ruck infringements each. Uh, New South Wales gave away two penalties, Queensland gave away three. 13 errors played 14, and Queensland had one put in the bin at one point in the game. Uh, Cook made 52 tackles, Trebojevic also made 52 tackles for New South Wales, Friend with 54, and DCE with 35. Uh, Teddy made 300 metres wow. with 32, hit, 32 runs. Uh, Tupu with 28 runs for 235 metres. Uh, it's probably not a good reflection on your pack when your fullback and your winger are making twice as many metres as anybody else. But uh, we also, we had DCE with 163 metres for Queensland off 18 runs. Uh, the highest forward for New South Wales was 18 runs for Siafidi and 15 for Cordner. The Queensland's whole back yeah, Cordner's line, all came in a clump too because we missed the... Yeah, that's right. Uh, he was out for... Most of the first half. 15 minutes yeah. where he got a head knock. Queensland's whole back line ran for over 100 metres and 12 out of their 17 ran over 100 metres with five of their forwards doing that. And New South Wales' back line, everyone except for Cleary made 100 metres also, but only two of their forwards made over 100 metres. So... 
Um, yeah, they, it seemed to come with things, especially in that second half. The um, New South Wales running metres in their forwards just went missing. They were playing too wide too early, in my opinion. But Yeah, uh, initial thoughts, Ollie? Yeah, the first half, I wouldn't necessarily say Queensland were great. Uh, but New South Wales, it was just those stupid errors. Like, they were just... It, it wasn't even really justifiable in my book. Just some silly errors, which began from the start with Damien Cook off the kickoff. That just set the tone for the first half, really. I think New South Wales was sort of better in the second half in terms of limiting those errors, but Queensland just went into that other gear. Um, and New South Wales, it was too little, too late. They sort of hit back late in the game. I know there was a bit of controversy right at the end when the referee blew the whistle. Either way, I, I don't think New South Wales score from one last play. No, it didn't I, make a difference. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know if that. I'm not, yeah, uh, Barn and I agreed that uh, if anyone crept on about that, you, we, uh, yeah. we, we, you're being muted. <laughs> um, Trev, your thoughts? Yeah, I thought New South Wales started off well. I know uh, Damien Cook um, dropped the ball off to kick off. But what I was impressed with uh, in previous years, uh, but obviously before the New South Wales won the last two series, Queensland would normally go straight on and score straight yep. away and capitalise. And when I thought they held them out there for that first set, I thought that's good, they're, they're on. Yep. But in that second half, they just were a completely different team. Well, um, Cook actually scrambled to stop that try early in that first half with that little kick. They had made a break right. down that side, and yeah. Cook was the one that was on the spot to actually uh, clean that up. There was um, Queenslanders Munster and Friend both missed four tackles, but Munster Friend made 54, so there's <laughs> probably not much on that. And Munster made 23, whereas you had Whiten who missed seven and only made 10 tackles, and then Cleary missed um, four as well and only made 17, and they were standing next to each other. Yeah. So when they come down that side 30 odd times and they they get they get through there eleven or twelve times like that's just <laughs> yeah my, obviously they're you know not working well together on that on that defensive edge which cost and gay guy oh, fucking hell man he lifts to another level doesn't he when he puts that Queensland jersey yeah but, on, but, but also this had been one of his best best seasons yeah, in, oh, at club level anyway into the back and he the does season. I think Wayne said to him he said why the fuck don't you wear a Maroons jersey for us every week? Um, <laughs> but obviously they put Whiten in there because he's a bigger body and a solid defender. But when you've got a bloke with that kind of footwork and speed, yeah. if you're not used to defending in the centres, well, it's well, going to be hard. I wouldn't say he's not used to defending centres. Everyone needs to remember before he got he's played five, plenty. Mate, of he was a centre, yeah. mm. but he hasn't done it for a long time, man. It has been a while. Um, he was a fullback and then he was, yeah. and then he went into the five eight. So it's been probably a year and a half, two years since he's had to defend out there. And then you got Gay Guy in top form running at him. <laughs> couple of initial thoughts. I thought it was down sl- slightly on origin intensity. I didn't think yeah, it had the... it didn't yeah. seem like no hits. Like there was no... It felt like a club game. felt like a lot like club game. Um, apparently, DCE and that said after the game, it was very... It was quicker than normal, but I... To the eye, it didn't look that way. Obviously, I'm not the one out there. And, and by that, I'm sure he meant through the ruck was probably a lot yeah. quicker. Well, the field itself looked like it was a fast track. Yeah, so... But I think it was down intensity. I think... Obviously, it's one-off, so it's irrelevant going forward. Um... Hard to get up after a season proper, after a grand final, all that sort of thing. And um, I know it apparently it was the lowest rated origin of all time, so a few issues there, I guess, apart from that. But we'll run through uh, some some talking points from the game itself. Are you going to run through what notes have you got here, Barn? Do you want to take the wheel or should I? Yeah, well, obviously there was, um, as uh, Trevor already mentioned, there was a a drop ball off the kickoff, which is never a way you want to start a game. But um, the Cook did bounce back and was um, he was probably a, one of the leaders in our attack for the first in that first half. 
Um, New South Wales didn't capitalise on their opportunities. I thought they had quite a few opportunities in that first half, and oh, they just didn't turn even just before points. half time. Yeah, yeah I, but I, I would argue Queensland had just as many opportunities. They didn't capitalise. Like the two halves didn't yeah, try it, or DC didn't run in that first half at all. Munster didn't either. Uh, I thought, and I think we said it there, a creative, even a creative uh, hooker. There was opportunities for friends that he didn't really. The attack was a little bit lost, even though Queensland. I thought for probably. The, Probably the 10 to the 20-minute mark had a lot of field position and ball, and they was just, yep. but they never looked like scoring a point. No, they didn't. Um, the, the scramble was good for both sides for that first 20 yeah. minutes. Um, there was, As you said, there was a couple of opportunities where they were broken on the edges, but there was always someone that just seemed to pop up at the right time to, to shut down the play. That's it. Oh, there was pretty heavy contact in that first 10 minutes. Yeah, the definitely. forwards did aim up and put um, a few shots on. Would, I think what, would you have started Haas? Would I have started him? Yeah. Um, I have to admit, like, I wasn't uh, too disappointed in the starting front rows that went out there. But uh, I think what ruined was obviously uh, Boyd caught yeah, 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 yeah. HIA, losing Cam Murray. So yeah. that just mixed up the whole... Yeah, well, yeah. Murray only had yeah. one run and only made, yeah. I think, two tackles in that. He was only out there for five, ten yeah, minutes. Yeah, that's right, you know before I mean? he like, got... Yeah, absolutely screws your rotation and it's going to actually it's going to tire out your forwards. But I thought... They, in, especially in that second half, there should have been a bit more effort in the out of the forwards, especially with the running meters. Yeah, there was too much too much reliance on Teddy and Tupo taking That's the it. first and second hit up. And, so. and when I what I saw of uh, Paulo when he got the ball, like I, like I thought he. Um, hey, Paulo was right at home. I thought. Like, like, mate, like he, he was putting big dents into their defense every yeah. time he was, was taking a hit up. But unfortunately, he just didn't do enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got a few here. Paulo only had six runs. He made two tackle busts yeah. in six runs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hass only made, I think it was eight. Um, Frizzell only made eight hit-ups as well. Like, there's, you know, and they're good ball run. All three of them. Yeah, but you look at even on the way Payne Haas played last Origin Series, and I know he's off the bench and he didn't play as many minutes and all that, but he just, yeah, he should, I think that's where he should have started, probably with Borlo, and it should have just been those two setting the standard. And someone needs to tell Buddy Trebojevic that he's not a fucking 5'8", and just, like, I know he's <laughs> he's good at, when he chimes in, it's good, and he does it well, but the bloke needs to just put his head down and start running at him yeah. like he's he's not a small bloke no, that's right. yeah, he's back a end of that game it was the best news I was looked when he played 5-8 but anyway <laughs> yeah. um, so do you want to keep going through this or just go key talking points what are you thinking um, all that yeah, was that? Um, oh, as we already mentioned gay guy was brilliant there was a great cover tackle on Tupu where they probably should have scored in the corner on um, about 20-25 minutes in I thought Queensland looked pretty tired after that first 20 minutes where they were just peppering the line and then yeah. they um, and New South Wales should have put on New South Wales should have been 20 in front at half time I oh, thought 100% you know who sort of re-sparked Queensland was when Friend went off and um, Ben Hunt Ben, ben Hunt, Hunt came on Hunt was yeah, very yeah. good he was, uh, he was great I thought he was, that was the right change at the right time and it just re-sparked Queensland probably just got him a little bit straighter Tino was tremendous well, talk about Queensland Tino was yep. tremendous uh, definitely an origin player obviously 100%, Welsh yeah. uh, was great uh, yeah, he thought he carried an injury towards the back end yeah, of the game obviously so, which slowed him down a little bit but Arrow's impact off the bench yeah. his first 10-15 minutes when he came in was just he Capewell just took him on awesome. straight he was away. The, the best player easily for me Kurt Capewell in that game oh, he, yeah, he got yeah, he very involved sure. we probably um, got ahead of ourselves but yeah go yeah. No, well, it was pretty much the best game he's played in his career. Not only yeah. a good game, that's probably his best game he's ever played, and it was in the centres, and he, he just got really involved and did more than he needed to, and it paid off. Yeah, he didn't play the game safe, which was good. Yeah. What does that mean yeah. for Penrith next year? Where does he play? 
back row, or would you try and you know crowbar what? him? You're already trying to crowbar him out. So, nah. <laughs> nah, I'd say he's still a back row. Maybe even still off the bench, or it's going to be hard with the form that he probably end up being a 14. I'd imagine he can yeah. play center or yeah. in the back row. Yeah. He'll still get plenty Lock. of game time next year. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It, 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 it's about that depth, but man, he's really proved himself this but year. But as we've so. already seen, there's going to be plenty of changes between now and the start of next year. Yeah, there's already right. been plenty of players been pushed out of their contracts um, and all the rest of it. Yeah, so uh, heading into half time, so of the. Uh, New South Wales strike. The Fox was outstanding. Like the Fox is oh. the best winger in the game right now. He's awesome. He was basically the only real spark I thought we had yeah. in attack. Like yeah. they didn't yeah. want they didn't want him with his hands on the ball. They every yeah. time he got it, they were panicking and it wasn't they were back quite and off Jared Hayne origin, no, but it was quite. close. He he, he yeah. was New South Wales best player on the wing, yeah. and obviously this is no disrespect to wingers, but usually a winger is if your wing is your best player. Says a lot about the other guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Tupu was usually... the the best um, tough meters in the game as well. Like yeah. he took that many tough hit ups that the big boys should have been in there doing. Yeah, like, yeah. The, yeah. But it's sort of the way the game's going. You see more and more wingers come in for the hit up before, and a lot of wingers do get that ball when they come into the middle and have a run than actually on their own wing these days. So you, you sort of have that bigger build winger, and wingers are doing more in the game today. So that makes sense that a guy like Josh Adokar is getting more involved and doing more. And is New South Wales best but again, player? He, he's when he's doing twenty-three hit-ups, and the next best is eighteen. His like. support player was exemplary as well, as I've said all year. Oh, that's yeah. 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 Sorry, okay, and I have to feel sorry for Luke Curry. Like, I know everyone said he didn't play the best to his ability, but every time he got the ball, he looked dangerous. He was taking the defensive line on, and it just took one missed tackle, and he was through. Yeah, yeah, and that like, and because I had to tackle him one on one, like it wasn't like he ran up and was getting tackled. Group, no, he was threatening the line. That's whereas, right. yeah, the but, other yeah. half. But, but what I, but what right. I saw, shall we? Um, do you want to? Oh, sorry, sorry. But what, what I saw, like every time he took on the line, the center was all the way back, sort of being up, pushing up with yeah. him. There was no one pushing up with him. Should we talk about the whale in the bay now, or should we hold off and get to the after half time with the halfback? I think we're pretty much up to half time now. Aren't yeah. So, uh, well, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about New South Wales attack here because yeah. And I realised about half end of the game. I realised who Nathan Cleary is. Um, but let's talk about Nathan Cleary. He's Mitchell Pearce. I've, I've worked. Out, I've realised who it is. He's a robotic half that plays structured footy and plays it well. But it doesn't work in those situations, and he was trying to get that inside. He always does. He was, tr- he was trying to get that um, inside ball to the prop to set him up and do it, trying to play like it was Penrith. And this is what happened in the grand final. Yeah. Tried to play how Penrith play. It doesn't work at Origin level. It doesn't work at grand final level against the fight up Melbourne. And I think he got found out strategically. When he got found out creatively, um, can anyone? Okay, so we've talked about this throughout the year. You got the best aerial winger in the game on the wing. Why can kick into him? Can anyone recall a kick to him at all? It kept with that stupid chip that bomb to the kick. centre. Yeah, so it's the same kick back to the post. Like you've got a, yeah, Tupo who will probably beat any winger, barring maybe a. And Edric Lee or someone, which that'd be even if you had to have covered. You've got like try it, like just kick yeah. to the wing, and yeah, it and didn't happen. Bloke on debut, like coach is pretty good in the air, but imagine if you bombed him four or five times yeah. in twenty yeah. minutes, he's going to be sitting there going, "Oh fuck, not no, again!" Not again. Yeah. Yeah. It's super yeah, running, running, running at you. So you either get and and like you said it, and well, it goes both ways. But to have only two versus one. Um, 
force dropouts. Like yep. just if you're going to play that that 20 minute setup style, just grab with the ball in the end goal and get a repeat set. There's two times I remember thinking, and that's what Penrith did so well Cleary for did something. Time. I went, oh, that was good. And the one was the grubber that went in and he forced a dropout, yeah. and I thought, well, that's different. He didn't do that in the grand final. Yeah. And then he had that one run with like five yeah. or ten minutes to go, which is what he did in the grand final. That was yeah. pretty much all he did yeah. for the entire but, game. That right side was not working at all until Walker came on. Yeah. yeah. And that was his side. You know what I mean? The left side was the only time we were sort of getting any sort of inroads yeah. off the back of Kiri having a go down on the short side. The but that right side that I thought, was not involved at I all. think, uh, and I know I, I haven't read the articles because I'm not paying for paywalls, but um, I know some of the media particularly hard on Cleary last month and whatever. And now I get he's only 22, whatever he might be. Um, but I I think it might always be time for a rest for him, to be honest. Um, I don't know. The, the really frustrating thing, you do talk about how he plays that structured play, but we know he's good when he doesn't. And the, he can run the, the, the ball The irony is well. that he's great when he runs exactly, the ball. Yeah. So th- that's the real frustrating thing. But again, he is 22, so hopefully it's going to be important over the next couple of years if he's going to remain that big game player and not become a fully fledged as he said Mitchell Pierce he is going to have to start doing some stuff Starting and taking some of, chances you know, thinking about plan B and C yeah, yeah otherwise he will but go he's going to especially game. next year what he has to do next year is there's going to be games in regular season where he runs in the first set of the game yeah because people now know it's just written all over like he's got to take the line on the first set of the game and try and pull someone's pants down and everyone goes okay we've got to watch Nathan today because otherwise you know what you get for the first 20 yeah. and you know what you get for last one. And I was pretty annoyed with Freddie too, to be honest. I don't think he gave him any other opportunities, you know what I mean? Like, Because um, he was the only kicker in that team. Mm. Realistically, um, Whiten's got a good long kick on him, but he's out on the wing, so how does he do that? So when they're continually rushing him, you need to go, okay, Whiten or Kiri or something like that. Get back there, get yeah. behind him, so he's got an, op- an option, yeah. option if he's getting rushed. But he's yeah. just getting rushed and panicking and then just booting it where, you know, yeah. he, he couldn't get the depth in his kicks. He, most of them were floating pretty high and they weren't getting the distance. And Should they have, the um, kicking game. really, sh- first of all, should they have picked Reynolds in the squad? And 100%. should they have put an SOS out, get into quarantine for game three <laughs> straight away? I don't think Reynolds' form over the entire season... Oh, I'm, he, a, I'm his he biggest critic, patches. but I reckon his last eight weeks were pretty Yeah, but good. you also got to, I guess if it's at the end of the year origin, I guess you, you got to take a look at that whole season. And does Reynolds work with anyone other than just Cody Walker? That That's the thing, because Cody Walker was... Well, the was point is now, Cody, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to game two soon. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, yeah, we'll get to uh, after half time. Queen, Queensland come out and they look. Queensland uh, come out. They um, have it switched on. And they went straight up the guts and they kicked early, which is another fucking thing that I really had a point on Fitler. Like you can see, they were going one, two, third tackle, putting it, pinning them in the corners. That's it. Why didn't we start? You know, why yeah. couldn't we do exactly the same thing? We could have backed our defence to do exactly the same 100%. thing. You go, okay, or well, maybe we'll kick on the third or the fourth rather because we're so far back in position. But you tell White and you go, all right, mate, this set. Get back there, and one of you two is just going to bomb it down the other end of the field, and we're going to rush down there, and we're going to try and pin them down. And because basically they won the game on the back of their kicking game. Yeah. Munster and DCE kicked early on the third and fourth tackle, spun them around. The forwards didn't have the legs in them to get back there and make the charges, so you had Tupu and Teddy trying to ruck it out. And if you're rucking it out into two and three forwards, 
with Teddy and Tupu, like I know they're not small blokes, but you hit, you're running straight into the teeth of forwards. Like, Particularly two two blokes that have had to do that hard work for the Easts for a long time this year as well. And for it? 25, 30 minutes, they just turned us around, turned us around, turned us around. We didn't even try to do it back to them, no. you know yeah. what I mean? Like Not at all. Like that's just – I could see it after about 25 minutes of the game. I went, they're just rushing Cleary. He needs another option. Like yeah. you've got to do something as a coach. Yeah. You can't just sit there and go, oh, I've given them the plan, they'll be right, they'll work it out. Yeah. You've got to make changes, especially when you see something like that. Like well, We were getting dominated in field position. Like I have to admit, I, it's probably the first time I, I feel Fittler's mistake was he picked players on um, form and not who was made to play the game of Origin. Just as a team. Yeah. Like the last uh, two years, he's picked players who were made for Origin. This time he's gone back to what New South Wales has done previous winning the series and just picked players on form. Mm-hmm. Like I understand end of year, so you want to go on the players on form. Like I can see the concept. By the same token, I think Queensland absolutely picked a team on form and they were the better team. So yeah. I know what you're saying, uh, yeah. but but you picked the... But you who, who didn't get picked that should have been there with injuries though? Oh, yeah, I understand like there was injuries, but like I just think you know, like I'm not saying, um, for example, like Guffo. When was the last time he played center? Yeah, back when he was at Manly, I think. <laughs> That's I th- right. I think he started yeah. in the centers when he first went to. Yeah. Para, I well, think. actually, yeah. the other one, he's for, for whatever reason. I thought he was actually pretty good, Gutho. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, he, he seemed to be the center of attention on social media for a lot of people. So, well, they ran a lot of ball Gutho. at him. So, yeah. and that was a, obviously a ploy. And, and they ran a lot of ball at the other side too with White and Keery. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, the thing that astounded me, as I said, mate, the, the tactics, the way they just turned us around yeah. and just pinned us down our own end, and we had no answer. So Queensland came out, Munster decided after halftime he was going to run the ball, and DC yeah. helped and out. Ben, and Ben Hunt done the exact same thing. So they just, yeah, they started we'll play really in their half up. And yep. the, make it hard for them to get out of their own 20. Yep. Like, and if, it's, if you kick on the second or third, even if you're on your own 30, you could at least get it back into their half and try to get down there and, yeah. you know, make a difference for two or three tackles back your defence. But What do you note, say, heading into the into the uh, Well, Arrow's impact in that, as soon as he came on in that second half, he made some big inroads up the middle. He made a massive difference with his running game. Um, Queensland dominated that first 10, 15 minutes on the back of field position um, and just... Yes, work through the middle. New South Wales didn't seem to want to go through the middle most of the night. They just wanted to go straight to the edges. They thought they were going to burn them all night on the edges, and it didn't happen. So where's the plan B there? Yeah, you got to go back and find something else to do. And in the end of the get, end of the day, the game was lost on two one on one, two one on one tackles in the centres. Yeah, blokes playing out of position. Gutho missed that tackle on Capewell. Uh, that like that didn't lead to the try because there was some brilliant work after oh, that, that from yeah. Capewell to kick it back in and Brimson trailing through the middle doing what a good fullback should do and then uh, Whiten the one on one miss on Gay Guy and that was that just led straight there was nothing that Tupo or Teddy could do after that like once he burnt um, Whiten he was gone like and he had he had players on both sides and we lost by four points and there's yeah. there's a 12 point turnaround with two one on one misses blokes playing out of position yeah. so. with Origin the thing you realise as well and I sort of realised it after game one last year because it was 18-14 as well I guess the pressure and the criticism is heightened in an Origin game because at the end of the day, they still only lost by four points. So it, it, although Queensland were the better team, I think in the media a bit and, you know, bagging out players, it's a lot worse than it really is. Yeah. I, 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 I think 
a lot of people are riding New South Wales off completely now. Which honest, if if you do go off last year, you should really shouldn't do that. So as you probably noticed, yeah. I'd be more critical of the coach than any one of the players. Um, I wouldn't have dropped Kiri. I thought what he did down that left hand side was quite good. That it actually was probably the best attack we had, and um, I I would have. But you can't drop Cleary because there's no kicking game without him. So I'm sort of stuck, aren't you? Yeah, I wouldn't have dropped Kiri for Walker. No. Um, well, yeah, so uh, yeah. should we get final comments? Before we talk about game two, final comments yeah, so on this game. what did game. everybody else think of the second half? Um, so second half, I, the thing was, like you said, it was only a four-point game. But once Queensland, I they thought Queensland right. was never going to lose that yeah. game after they had that lead. And it felt because there was nothing else left. Um, and, yeah, like I said, the debutants for Queensland. And we need the other one we haven't talked about is AJ, like a star-making performance again. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's out. Uh, hopefully he's fit for the, state, for the start of next year for you guys. Um, Was he up for three to six months? Yeah, six months max, I yeah. think. So yeah. he should be he should be cutting it close, but I don't think – I think he should be okay. So have we seen the death of – basically full-time wingers and centres in origin because next year you're going to have Tommy Turbo back. He's going to be one of the first picked because Freddie said so. So he's going to play a centre at one of the edges next year. If Gutho or White, and they, they're probably going to play for the other spot now, um, AJ, Ponga, if Val has a good series, there's your yeah, back three I, there. I, th- um, is, I think Crichton will probably end up popping up and maybe even Lomax, obviously depending on their development. I think he's just a bit worried because they're young. But... And it's good for them to be in the system, but I think one of them needs but should should have come into this, oh, this game, yeah. this second game. Lomax for sure. gives you a goal yeah. kicker. Yeah, I think for the most part, in terms of centres in Origin, I think wingers should be fine. It's not that it'll die out out and out centres playing Origin, but I feel like coaches over the over the years will now look to pick the next best fullback or the next best half and play them in the centres. It'll be like that. It'll be because you look last year, Travoyevich was in the centres alongside Jack That's White. And, yeah. and think, Tommy's going to be picked next yeah. year. So, I, I, so. I, I think when it comes to rep footy... Uh, and you've got Papenhausen yeah. in so the wings selectors as well. If you've got, def- more towards, if you got yeah. good defensive halves, you can probably get away with it. But it, the, the one specialist thing about centre is defence out there. Yeah, the slide and, in there, yeah. Knowing when to peel off, when to cut, when to yeah. jam in, and all that kind of stuff. And you've got to yeah. remember, not everyone's uh, Brad Fittler or a Laurie Daly. Well, here's a question. Exactly right. Um, uh, here's a question for you because I was thinking about this the other day as well, and we've mentioned it. Who's the best defensive centre in the game right now, Trevor? Best defensive. Center. Is there one? There's some players with flair. Like you talk about a stag or someone. He's not a defensive centre. No, definitely not. Um, Mate, the Melbourne centres aren't defensive centres. Josh centers. Morris. Probably the yeah, Morris. Yeah, Josh Morris. Yeah. So, but like you know, when Matt Cooper used to be one of the first yeah. picked every year because he was the best defensive. defensive. Yeah, and when he did attack, he was attack yeah. was just as good as his defense. That's he right. Was quick enough and strong enough and all That's that. Right. So yeah, yeah you, you, uh, who? Yeah, there's a there's a gaping hole for a real good. But now I suppose they're pushed quickly into back row or that pair Kluker. I suppose your capables work hard. Saw with White, and you know he was sort of second guessing himself, and then he's got Kiri on his inside as well, who's not the great in defense, yeah. and the. They just saw it. As soon as it happened, they just kept going there, kept yes. going there. And Gay Guy was in t- tremendous form. Like, yeah, I don't know who stops him in that kind of form, but <laughs> well, that's the point. Who, 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 who can really? Um, uh. I guess you may as well look forward to game two now. So the changes that have come in. Yeah. Uh, any final words before I have a look at these? Uh, New South Wales just went great. I think we can sum it up. 
I think they need to they need to find another option with their kicking game. They need to put somebody in there that can also get take the pressure off off um, Cleary. If they're going to stick with Cleary, they need to give him a, a way out when because they're going to do it again. They're going to have Kafusi and Munster because that's basically all they did all night. Kafusi and Munster just yeah. sprinted off the line and just pressured him every time it was fourth or fifth tackle. And, and what and what's because uh, they knew no one else was going to kick. So. Sorry, and what and what's uh, the funny thing about that is that's what they done when the, in, in the, the grand, grand final. final and it was the same two yep. blokes. That's right. So and like you said, it's not going to change. So yeah, heading into game two, Cody Walker's into the team with Kiri out. Uh, Payne House comes in the starting lineup. Crichton, Frizzell, fill the back row now. I, I do Crichton, like that. I, I heard uh, Crichton was out. Crichton's out. Honestly, Crichton is out. Yeah, so out who's been – I think yeah, uh, Yo, Yo's Yo, coming onto the Yo bench. come to the bench and yep. I suppose they bring back – I wouldn't be angry just to see Cam McGuinness. And Finucane, I believe, yep. is on yeah, the bench. Yeah, yeah. Finucane's on the bench. Finucane's on the bench and Brown and Yo at the time were the, the bench as well. Hope we don't lose it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're back in. Yeah, might be playing some centers. There, um, and for, for Queensland, Val Holmes comes in for AJ. Sammy gets pushed out to the wing, so Capel can start. Dynamus Louis comes in for Welsh, and pretty much the rest as per as per program. I don't mind Haas at the front, and, and Which I, I instead what he play? He played twenty eight, thirty minutes yeah. or something. Give, him, give him his fifty minutes. Let him get into his work. Get Paulo out there to just go, mate. You're, you're our wrecking ball. You're the bloke that's I, running off you know the back. I can't wait to see Nathan Brown come off running off that back fence. Yep, get both the of them bench. running hey, off the back I fence. I think it's big. There's big expectations of Nathan Brown, and I'll be interested to see how he goes. Because oh, if he gets sat in his ass a couple of times yeah. early, yeah. he and might not play again. The thing is, he keeps on getting back up, though, and keeps on going. But if yeah. Queensland can frustrate him and throw him off his game, he does have a tendency to get a bit angry yeah, like David Clemmer used to. And he, he could but end that's up origin. Being, I know, but That's if what he, we want. <laughs> I know, but it doesn't help if he gets yeah. put in the bin for 10 minutes and New South Wales are down to 12 men. Or he gets his saucer out and disappears. It's two Nathan Browns you get. Um, I like. I would have liked Paulo and Haas starting, but whatever. Sorry. Sorry. Just to continue with what you were saying about Nathan Brown, I think if he was going to go for ten, he'll make sure one of them are going with him. Yep. He wouldn't just make sure he's gone by himself. A smart footballer, and he, he's a he's got that old school mentality. Well, that's that one thing. If I'm going, you're coming with you me. You were mentioning with um, Cleary with that inside ball. It was always just a one-out runner as well. Yep. There was no support, so they yeah. could just line up on the bloke that was dropping back inside. They knew exactly what was going to happen. Um, yeah, New South Wales need a lot more options in attack. Kicking game, and they need support runners uh, running with their forwards. They can't just do the one-out stuff. Like, no, that's right. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, for the past 10 weeks, I've been saying it, for the past couple of years, I was AEOs deserve to be picked for Origin, but he never will be because of that depth. Here we are. This yeah, is, this is it. This is Again. it. This is his chance. I hope he gets he, 40 minutes. He could actually play a capable style of game too because yeah. he can, and he was doing for Pan of, you know, through the final series, he can bust open and, and yeah. ball play as well. And you know what? If uh, a Whiten or a Gutho is having a really bad game, especially in defence, you, you could do worse than yeah. pushing him out there and trying something. And maybe bringing a Whiten in to play as a sort of a, aroma. And you know well, what? He can help clear out a bit. If it was me, I'd be telling you, just follow, follow your creative hearts. Follow Walker, follow um, uh, uh, Cleary, and as soon as they start the sweep, you give him an option on the inside or the outside, because he's, he's he's not overly quick, but he's quick enough to keep up with those blokes and yep. offer a body on the inside or the outside, and it just gives you the options. Yeah. That 
you need? Um, I would have moved White into six and kept Walker at 14. Um, thoughts? Yeah, yeah I, I like that. Yeah. I, I don't think it would have happened, but looking at New South Wales game one, and again, it's it's that creativity and Cleary not running the ball. You'd nearly, because he, for me, it but you, has been the best this year in doing this. Jerome Luai would not have been bad in that team, at least to try something, to at least run the well, ball and yeah, get a bit The creative. point to that is you play White as a running six because they yes. did because Kiri tried to run, but yeah. so you, you move White and then you say, right, we're going to play running style because you're not going to your wingers anyway. The way yeah. I'm not saying I would have picked try a right one, one and then aspect. and then it gives you a little bit of an edge. If you, even a Lomax, at least he's got yeah. a bit of footwork and can maybe. Well, I would have dropped Cleary to be honest. I would have put Kiri into seven and just gone. Yeah. You know, do your best. Um, obviously the, our our kicking game had struggled a little bit because of it, but have White on on uh, in at six. Tell him to run the right side. Uh, Kiri goes to the left and put Lomax in the centres. Yep. He's your goal kicker. He offers a bit better footwork than White out on those yeah. edges. A bit more pace. You can, yeah, White can create, like Gago can do. Uh, not White and, um, well, White can, but Lomax can create a one-on-one can. opportunity uh, like and a Gago did. With White, yeah. with White and running, it, it puts a bit of indecision and into the back defense on as well. To, uh, yeah, and if you've got blokes on either side of yeah. him. Yeah. I would have thought, uh, to me, uh, just watching, I thought that might have made more. And, and play a Canberra style instead of a whatever style. Yeah, they lose their playing. kicking game. Even, and, yeah, it, even a Stephen Crichton yeah. would be good as in matching the size of a gay guy and just having that body there. Yeah. Uh, he's not the best in defence. But defensively. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, I mean, running the ball, I, I'd say he'd be the most sort of akin to a Dane gay guy, especially that tall body. Yeah. Any oh, other, I uh, think he'd done his hemi in training today. So. Oh, really? Oh, and, really? Any other yeah. thoughts on um, the rest of the team? The rest of both either team. No, I'm I'm just happy with the depth of like the forwards that we have coming off mm. the bench. And I, I was pretty impressed with that. Yeah, no, 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 so, coming into yeah, that as long as, but as long as um, Freddie tells the boys, Crichton's got to go forward before we can go sideways. Yeah. And Crichton's almost got a Cam Murray sort of offload and got those sort of – and uh, Frizzell will bring something. Frizzell yeah. will – I'm a Crichton's little – Crichton's out, isn't he? Oh, yeah. oh, no, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, I wonder, so who starts? Do we work it out? Oh, why not, if you're going to pick Nathan Brown, let him start, really, now. Just put him on the field and say, go on in. Well, I'm a bit surprised. But like, like they used to do with Marco Mealy, just go, yeah. go out there and cause some and shit and then we'll work it out. Bash him. 15 minutes. And then you got Paulo coming off the bench doing the exact same thing. Well, with Queensland's changes, I was a little surprised with Dynamis coming straight in to start. I, I didn't think he'd be the first cab off the rank for an injury replacement. I thought Waker probably would have come in um, to start there for Welch. But, you know, Louis got his chance, sort of similar to Isaiah Yo. I didn't expect it had ever happened, but here we Louis, go. Louis is a bit uh, similar to oh, Welch. Yep. Um, mm. Whereas they're, they're your hard worker and Fodawaka's going to give you that impact because when he gets coming off the back fence, same as, you know, yeah. your, your Nathan Browns and that, he he's so hard to stop. When he gets ahead I, of I, 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 I love about Christian Welsh and, and Louis in that same mold. Like, you can run as hard as you want, you're going to bounce back off it. You're going to bounce back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, keep going. I'm also a little surprised they kept Philip Sammy in the side. He, he wasn't great, to be honest, coming yeah. from a tight supporter. I would have had Corey Allen, who is now back on the wing. I wouldn't argue with that it's as well. It's hard, yeah. hard to drop people out of a winning team yeah. as well. Yeah, so. that's and, and Bennett's smart enough to know what what their limitations are as well. Um, probably wraps up the Origin talk. Anything else you want to discuss? Or we, you know, 
coverage is what it was and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, um, let's bring, it, bring on game two and let's see where it goes to. But our, just a quick prediction, if Queensland does win, Valentine Holmes will be man of match. Oh, we probably should do that. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> Any predictions? Oh, yeah, job, hey. Any predictions? Game two, Val Holmes man of match? Yeah, if Queensland win. Okay. Are they going to win? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I can, and I can, I can feel all the death stares coming from my friends north of the border. Nah, that's right. <laughs> coming back into fullback. Uh, New South Wales one to twelve. Then they're gonna force this one to go to a decider, and it, it's eerily similar to last year. You know, these changes, people are very much down on New South Wales, but they can do it. I'm not necessarily sure the halves will be amazing, but I feel like these changes in the forward pack will really help, which is why I want to say. I'm just going to give it to him because I never thought he'd play Origin, but Isaiah will go out there and just dominate. I'm, I'm just going to say it. Just say it. Just say it. Isaiah, New South Wales 1-12, to man of the match, first try scorer, last try scorer, in the middle, yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just jump in with exactly the same as what I said in the first game because I expect if they're going to win, they're going to win that way. I'm going to go with um, Cook, man of the match, hopefully with a bit more go forward from the New South Wales forwards. Uh, Gutherson, first try scorer, and New South Wales 1-12, to only because it's in New South Wales because, as we all said, I thought Queensland were a better team for a large chunk of that last game. So... Uh, I'm going to go first try. I, I know I said I wouldn't have picked him, but now he's there. Cody Walker first try. I think uh, maybe a, a bust, broken field. Run the ball early. Run the ball in the first 10. Um, maybe with a couple with a Teddy or someone sniffing around the, and Gutho sniffing around but run himself. Down that right side. Yeah. Um, through there. Uh, I think, I don't want you to just say no, New South Wales, uh, Queensland will win this game again. But I think 1-12 to 12 New South Wales... Man of the match, probably uh, man of the match. Payne House, big game for Payne. Sounds good. Um, let's have a quick break and let's do the news and, and the other sort of stuff that we're supposed to talk about. <laughs> Um, so this week we've appointed Ollie in charge of the news because it was Melbourne Cup week and I had a uh, bigger fish <laughs> to fry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lie down at some point. Um, so Oliver, do you want to lead away here for Oliver from our uh, rugby league? In my opinion, and um, wherever else you write for everything rugby league. That um, one, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll start off at Redfern in Bunnies Land. First of all, the Bunnies announced they've released a, a few players, yes. uh, the likes of Jack Johns, Tom Amone, which I was a bit surprised with. I Thought they'd keep a hold of him. Um, a, a few other, a few other players as well, sort of not full-on first graders, but they do lose a bit of depth there. Well, Jimmy's um, been released, apparently. Yeah, he has. Yeah, that's, that's a fact. Yeah, I don't. Has he been picked up? Not yet. No, no he, apparently he, he's he might be away from a half a million dollar contract. No, so I don't think he'll get picked up anyway. Um, well, also, uh, a rumour that's come out today, and this is from Buzz Rothfield, so maybe take it with a bit of a grain of salt from the Daily Telegraph. Apparently, the Rabbitohs are going to struggle to re-sign Dane Gagai, a Queensland Origin star. Um, and it's apparently down to re-signing Latrell Mitchell, and that's yeah. one of the reasons why they've gotten rid of J- James Roberts as well. Apparently, they want to re-sign him on, on a three-year deal. And Corey and Allen's uh, on the, uh, Corey on Allen's the been told. outer as well. Yeah, Corey Allen's been told. Similar to Josh Mansell, he's been told that if a club comes and wants you, we'll give you a release. So that's what's going on there. Um, yeah, well, you got Arrow Jack coming in. Will try. He wasn't the worst. He, he was, wasn't the worst. I don't know if he's I the best, I've but heard, he was, I don't know what it means. Now, this isn't coming from, like, a, an actual news source or something, but I've heard rumblings. People said that they've heard he might go back to Newcastle, which isn't a terrible shout. No, I mean, it, it makes sense right now because where else would he logically isn't go? It, isn't it crazy how important New South Wales Cup's going to be 
yeah. for the next next year for the next two well, years. Because be teams yeah. looking for a depth in the you know in that back row, so yeah. he could well, end up in a few different spots, especially if he's not a big I, money. I, of all, everyone now left on the table. Oh, as a, I would love to see my club sign Corey Allen. I just think that'd be a yeah, great guy, guy would be a perfect guy. Anyone yeah. who's looking for a centre, like you but, saw yeah. what he did but on Wednesday. Yeah. So, so the reasoning was essentially that they're about to have some of their forwards upgraded because, like, Cam Murray's going to about Cam to get Murray, a big pay rise. Cook's uh, on big money. Apparently, Walker's probably going to want a yeah. bit more money. So they, they've now got six Origin players, Jai and they all want, yeah, yeah. Jai's on. Apparently, that big variable is Latrell Mitchell. Apparently, is set to re-sign for a lot. Of money upgraded for the next as well. Years. Yeah. yeah, and apparently he'll be the big upgrade. We well, did look like a fullback. At well, that's where that's where Alan's so. money's going, isn't it? Essentially. Yeah. Um, and Blake Green is returning to Newcastle. Whether he, whether he will actually take the field or not next season, we he's don't not. Know. He's not going to play to around ten anyway. At so. least half yeah. the season, apparently. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Good. For, good well, for even him, as a halves coach, mate, you got some young blokes coming through. You could have a worse halves coach running around. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, another Daily Telegraph article, which actually came out a few days ago but there was more rumblings from Fox about it today apparently the Broncos really want Scott Drinkwater and they want him for next season they want the Cowboys to release him play half or I don't know I've seen people the post I put up about it during the week half the people said he'd be great in the halves half the people said he'd be good at fullback and let's be honest they need players Darius is gone so for Brisbane he'd probably be a better fit at fullback I would imagine you can have um, yeah Dearden and Turpin I suppose part of your spine why not I don't really think Jermaine Asako is a fullback I know no, he doesn't, no, five, doesn't, doesn't, but look he like doesn't look like a fullback. So, yeah. and that test, that Tessie knew he's very young. And Jack's been well. released from the Broncos. He's gone to the Dragons. Yeah, Jack yep. Bird. Yeah, he's been released. I think that was yesterday confirmed. confirmed he's gone, gone to, to the, the Dragons. dragons. I, I'd say he'd probably play in the centres if they can get him fit. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, whether he's going to stay fit. Yeah, he's not a bad player. It's just injuries, and they're getting him. And I'd say because they're, they're losing. Oh yeah, Aiken's going. He so, looked yeah. like a superstar when he was obviously at the Sharks yeah. when he, in his first year and a half when he was at yeah, the Sharks. Yeah, because they need to find a three, don't they? Because Aiken's going to Warriors. Yeah. Uh, well, we move on now to Melbourne. Uh, Fox Sports have reported that they are interested in Matt Burton. Now I take it that. If they Isn't lose. everyone interested in this? Well, the Bulldogs and Storm at the moment. Um, apparently, they will make a play for him if they lose Jerome Hughes, but I don't think they will. The only team I've really heard that are interested in him over the past few days are the Warriors. Apparently, the Warriors will make a play, will offer him a contract. Whether he signs that or not, I don't know. I get the feeling he'll stay at Melbourne and Burton will probably go to the Bulldogs. But yeah, apparently Melbourne are taking a look at Matt Burton as a replacement if Jerome Hughes goes. Yeah, we haven't heard anything about Hughes, have we? No. I, all I've heard is, is the, war- the Warriors want to offer him a deal. Uh, sucks a bit for young Cooper Johns, I guess. Well, he's he's re- just recently re-signed with the Storm as yeah. well. Yeah. I think a bit of a kick in the t- all that Hughes stories is his manager trying to agitate. That's Get all some it is. cash yeah. upgrade. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, an upgrade, get some extra money. Why not? Yeah. Well, to move away from signing news, uh, Peter Bedell from the Courier Mail announced, uh, reported a couple of days ago that apparently Paulo and uh, Junior Paulo and Josh Papali have agreed to a, a, a boxing match, a charity boxing match. So, yeah, right. I mean, if it's for charity, fair enough. And people, people will watch it. It'll be a draw. Um, yeah, I'll watch it. Oh, it'll be on the undercard of um, some. Zoo fight or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, it might be on the undercard of Gallon and it'll be on the undercard of Gallon and. Um, no, well, Tim Zoo's fighting on that. Tim yeah, Zoo's the, the, the undercard draw. for the Gallon one. That's what it'll be because it'll be a Fox Sport co production. Tim Zoo's the yeah. drawer, isn't he? No, Tim Zoo's the, the under one. I'm 
pretty oh, sure Gallon really? Hunt because Mark Hunt shouldn't he, be. <laughs> no, well, I mean, no, it's a, it's it should be. Fight, but you, you look at it. Fight card, huh? You look at it. Tim Zoo, he's big in Australia, I think mainly. But Mark Hunt really does have that global appeal, I oh, guess. Yeah, but not not anymore if he's fighting Paul Gallon. But yeah, I mean, no, well, it does he though? I, I think he's I think bigger. I think Tim he's bigger Zoo, in Australia than what you think uh, he is Tim, around the world. Tim Tim Zoo is big around the world because of the name Zoo. <laughs> yeah, he's he old man. He's won the. Best all-time power. He's got the belt now, too. He's got the Australian yeah, belt, so there's no belt going up with Hunt. I noticed neither of those two wanted to fight LOA. No. Does LOA want to fight one of those two? He said he'll fight Gallon. He's, oh, okay. a, he's a okay. Golden Gloves he like looks pretty junior. Good. Yeah. He's like a junior state champion or something. From some of the stuff I've seen him hitting the bags, he looks like, yeah. he, can, he, he, looks like he can throw a punch. So. Well, it's nearly getting to the point now where the NRL might as well just start their own boxing league boxing or something league, for yeah. the yeah. off-season. Yeah. Like I said, they NRL should have Kiri take on DCE. Yeah. 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 That'd be just lightweight fights. Well, what oh. they should do, they should do That'd what they do over in Europe at the boxing league and they've got the teams and... Well, moving over to England now... Fox Sports have reported apparently Hulk AR are going to sign Albert Vette from the yep. Melbourne Storm. Okay. Um, and also, Jackson Hastings has come out and said he'll sort of make a decision on his future in the next week. He said he was going to meet with his agent and his parents. Um, from what I've heard so far, the teams that are interested, well, there's Wigan obviously wanting to hold on to him, and Adrian Lamb has come out and said he's confident he'll stay. Hull FC, the Bulldogs, and the Warriors. The toughest thing with Jackson and Wigan at the moment is that they've offered uh, more money to Bevan French to stay. They've got Bateman going there. So he won't be getting much of an upgrade on the current contract that he's on, and he's worth more money than what he is. And everyone needs to remember, like, he's still the current man, uh, Steve Prescott man still. Yeah. And he's been playing awesome footy. Now, Hastings, he's still contracted for next season. Next However, season. he does have a clause that clause. if an NRL, an NRL team come in. So I'm not sure. Apparently, Hull FC are interested, but I think it'll be a bit hard for them. Oh, so his, his clause is he can go back to NRL whenever he to wants. The, to the NRL, yes. It yes. has to be an NRL club, though. So Hull FC yeah. will have a bit of Any trouble. Any update there. on um, Vunavalu backflip? I think no, he'll, there's a he'll bit be, of talk about it. Mm. Yeah. I, I think he might. Time. I think he'll eventually come back. But there's some talk he wanted to still stay at Melbourne next year. Mm. There was something I heard today about. Um, there was talk about a castle. Ponger apparently well. has an out clause in 2022. At, um, if he wants, if uh, New Zealand are interested in him to go to play for the All Blacks, then he's got a get out clause in 2022 in his favour. Yeah. To walk away okay. from Newcastle if he wants to. Right. So yeah. really keep going. Yeah, well, just on the Super League last bit of news, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the, the next month or so. The Super League have confirmed that there will be a 12th team in the competition replacing Toronto next year, which means oh, yeah. it, it's not going to be the usual promotion and relegation. Uh, teams are going to apply from the championship, uh, state their case to go into the Super League next year. A few clubs have put in an official application. I've seen something from the game caller who is, is sort is of... That, um, Big is that just a board England? decision? Like, they just go, right, you're in, or is, uh, well, is there a criteria? Like they would have, have to meet it. They, they, they apply for it and meet that criteria. Yeah, right. uh, the game caller, who's Mick Gladhill. Mick Gladhill, the voice of Bradford. Voice of Bradford, yeah, he he's all over um, sort of the championship in Bradford. He said that he's spoken to Super League clubs, and the vibe that he gets is that they want either... 
the Bradford Bulls, I believe, Toulouse or Lee, who are the two who have got the three biggest fan bases in the championship, which sort of uh, makes sense. And whichever team does go to the Super League next year, the Super League will give them a million pounds to go there because I'm a Bradford Bulls. Well, you've fan got to remember, they've got a million pound game anyway. So yeah, yeah, okay, dollars. yeah, it, it makes sense. But um, <laughs> as someone who is a, a Bradford Bulls fan since I was young, and you know, back in the days 2005 when they won the Super League and they were they were up there, I want the Bulls to to be that team, but I don't think they will because they've not even got a home ground at the moment. Trev, hang on, how old are you? Say, 2005 when you were supporting Bradford. I was five. <laughs> no, do you want to know why? Because on the old rugby league video games, I was like, what's this team? Oh, Bradford. The what? Bulls. Yeah. And I learned a bit about the Super yeah, his League. his favourite player won. was Mick Withers. Oh. I didn't know nothing ARL about it then, was the best. Yeah. ARL 97 so was the best. You two boys obviously got a lot more interest in the, the English game than we do, so... Without your bias there, Ollie, who do you think's got the strongest case to... Strongest case? Maybe, and I... It's not necessarily... Do you mind if I jump in and answer? No, well, I know who you you think, yeah. so you jump in and then yeah, I'll... Yeah. Like Toulouse. Toulouse? Like yeah. Toulouse have a great academy. They've got good support. Believe it or not, they've got um, a better supporter base than Catalan Dragons, yeah. who's already in the Super How League. much would COVID play a, dis- play a part in the decision? Um, at the moment, I, got, I, I think it may Isn't play... France still bad? I don't know anymore. Yeah, they've caring. just gone back into a second lockdown, as yeah. has England. Yeah, same as the UK. We've just gone back into another lockdown as well. Yeah, like we'll play a bit, but I think they're given again a bit of a leeway for professional sports. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. But as a club, you think to lose? Yeah, oh, I think the to lose. They got they got a good yep. academy. Uh, they got players coming, good development. Uh, they got players coming through. They got, well, as I said, a bigger supporter base in the Catalan Dragons, who's already in the Super League. And I think it'll be great to have a, a, dar- a French derby. In in the yeah. European Super League. Yeah, well, well, this one's a bit out there. I'm actually going to say York City Knights. Now, yeah. they're not a huge, hugely known team. I wouldn't be surprised if you guys don't know who they are. I know York, um, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the York City Knights, they've just signed a couple of decent Super League players sort of building. So is the Lee Centurions. They've gotten Ryan Atkins and someone that you guys might remember from ages ago in the NRL, Adam Cuthbertson, yeah. um, and a few <laughs> other signings, a couple from sort of the second tier in... in um, over here in Australia, sort of New South Wales Cup players, and they've just had a state-of-the-art facility stadium, oh, it's, it's an awesome a complex. Stadium. It, it's only about three thousand in capacity, right? But this looks like a like sort of like a mini Bankwest Stadium or something. It's just really modern. Coliseum. It's really yeah, it's a really right. modern-looking thing. And you know what? With those up that updated complex, with the players coming in that are arguably of Super League standard, they might have a bit of a case here hmm. in terms of a supporter base. That might be their letdown. Well, they, no, they do have a, a decent supporter base uh, in the championship, York does. But compared to other teams? And that, yeah, no, but I'm just saying in general, they do have a good supporter base. And that, oh, the thing that I'm amazed with, uh, how would that affect their uh, relationship uh, with... Um, because they've got a partner, in partnership with one of the current Super League teams at the moment. Is that for dual registration yeah. for players? Yeah. I wouldn't imagine it would have too much of an, if an, of an impact if that's the extent of it. But, um, yeah, I, I'd like to see a York there. In the At the end of the day, though, I feel like it'll be a team who's sort of a yo-yo team who's been in the Super League recently, like a Lee... Um, or a London Broncos even. I just feel like it'll be a team who's consistently sort of been up and down and has been in the Super League in recent years, which I'd like to. I'd like it to be a team who hasn't been in for a while. You know what I mean? Like a, a, a team that'll make well, it was a bit only of a few difference. years ago, York was on the cuff of uh, 
been extinct. Yeah. Was only, and that was only a few years ago, and now they've got, like, they found a, a good person in charge, like, of the, of the system up there in York. They've done really well to get from League One being basically getting ready to be booted out of, to non-existent, to now they're in the championship. They're doing really well, really competitive. Me personally, I'd love to see York in, yeah. in the Super League, but I, I think uh, not just yet. <laughs> Fair enough. So we'll, we'll uh, any we'll update of Benji anyway? Yeah. Well, Benji, oh, last I heard, apparently sharks. Sharks. So that sharks was about a week ago. Yeah, yeah there were sharks. Oh, um, the other thing from um, they haven't renewed um, John Morris. Oh, no, apparently a um, few of the players don't like him. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the rumour going around. What does that mean? Finally getting two years? He brought a fair bit of the club up through the junior grades, didn't he? So, yeah, yeah but I, I think it's uh, the senior players. Yeah, they, they basically told him who played with him last year. Does that just mean Flanagan walks straight back in? I don't think there's in? many left of them that played with him. <laughs> Wade Graham. I'm pretty sure the Sharks would be pretty keen to get Flanagan back there. Yeah. Oh no, I wouldn't be. But knowing <laughs> some of the running of the Sharks board, I would. It would not surprise me at least if Flanagan walks straight back just into that job. Just throw the kitchen sink at Craig Bellamy and see if it sticks. Ah. Could you imagine <laughs> that? Oh. It'll be Flanagan now, and um, he might have his son there in three or four years. But uh, <sighs> sorry about that, Bunt. Um, on that happy note for you, yeah, nothing else to add from the World of Rugby League. I guess this is a record show for the fans. Oh, well, if we're talking internationally, I have to say congratulations to the the likes of Colin Clayweg, um, Matty Star Wright, Star and my good friend Trev Smith, a former head coach of Red Star Belgrade. Great, who've just won the Serbian Cup, was it this morning? Yeah, they just won the Serbian Premiership. Uh, They beat Partizan. I'll be honest with you. Close game, wasn't it? I'll be honest with you. I didn't get to watch the game. I woke up this morning and I had a message from Colin saying, oh, it's the best game in Serbia. (laughs) Like in rugby league, that's ever been played. And and I'm thinking, okay, like, so I thought, okay, they must have played because I'll be honest, like, I've been busy over the weekend, so I haven't really been able to keep up with it. And then I've gone to have a look and they beat Partizan uh, 20 to 12. And the last time they played each other, Partizan gave uh, Red Star their first defeat in like three years. Yeah, right. And that, yeah. so to bounce back and win 20 to 12 in the grand final, it's uh, pretty good for the club. Yeah. And I've heard from a couple of people too, apparently the refs were favouring Partizan a little. But um. I mean, I have to go back and watch the game. <laughs> but you know what? It doesn't surprise me over in Serbia. You get the referee, like, you know, like, you know, like anything, what's the old rule we always got told? If you upset the ref, he's not going to support you. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but Trev, you must be very proud of the boys. Oh, mate, I am. Like, like, I'm really uh, proud of the boys. I'm glad that they're still playing, they're still there, and they're putting in and still winning championships. Good that's what you're there for. Yeah, that's awesome. Just, just a quick one. I think we finish on. We go around the table, and if New South Wales wins it, who wins it and why? And if Queensland wins Didn't on we Wednesday, no, but one on each side. So who wins it? For Queensland, if they win, and who wins it for New South Wales oh. if they win? Well, he's already said Val, so you can. Yeah, well, as I said, for Queensland, if they win, it'll be Valentine Holmes. Uh, for New South Wales, if they win, I reckon it's going to be off the back of Payne Huss. I'm going to say Queensland, it'll be Cameron Munster, New South Wales, Isaiah Yo, carrying the ship. Let's go, baby. Yeah, same with me. I think Munster will, um, if 
Queensland are going to win it, they're going to win it on that on that edge again with Munster just terrorising uh, that left-hand edge. And as I said before, if I'm, I think New South Wales need to go back to the middle and they need to win it through the middle with uh, Damien Cook and his, and his big boys. I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to revert to the main say Tedesco. Tedesco, uh, captain, he'll, uh, he'll play really well. Uh, through, the, through the middle, just to create, they'll create enough opportunities where he can chime in and have two, uh, two tries to Tedesco. Uh, if it goes the other way, big game for Tino. I can hear uh, he can hurt somebody this day. Someone uh, who's supposed to be English man. He's looking like league. a superstar, isn't he? He's a uh, very good signing like next year, and he's uh, he might be a better signing long term than Fafita. I think yeah, he will be short term. Oliver Ringo. But um, <laughs> apart from that, thank you, boys. Nice and snappy tonight. Um, we'll be back, I guess, next weekend to talk Origin, and we've already said in a few weeks we'll have our bold prediction show where we'll make shit up, make some stuff up, and people can write in, and we'll see who. Who is a prognosticator and who is a fool? Until then, guys, Footy and Frothies, thank you for being part of it. Talk to you soon. <laughs>